Welcome to the Survival Guide for Orthodontists, the podcast that makes you the authority in orthodontics in your community. Get ready for insights on how to compete on expertise and trust against mail order and retail orthodontics. It's not always about the lowest fees. And now, from the People in Practice team, your hosts, Dr. Leon Klempner and Amy Epstein. Welcome to the Survival Guide for Orthodontists. I'm Amy Epstein. I have an MBA in marketing and 20 years of marketing communications experience. I co-founded People in Practice with my dad just about 10 years ago. And I'm Leon Klempner, a, a proud, retired, board-certified orthodontist, currently teaching at Harvard. And if you're a frequent listener to our webcast, uh, you'll know that uh, Amy and I are always talking about uh, moving towards a digital age and a digital workflow in our specialty. So on that note, today we're very excited to have Dr. Mehdi Pekar join us on the Survival Guide for Orthodontists. He is the founder of Brius Technologies. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Pekar. We're thrilled to have you here with us today. Thank you very much, Amy and Leon, and um, I really appreciate the invite. Well, we've been talking a lot about Brias Technologies recently, just with our clients who more and more are um, familiarizing themselves um, with the technology and introducing it to patients. Um, let me just introduce uh, you and, and talk a little bit about your background, and then we'll ask you some questions about it because we're, we're uh, really keen to learn more. So uh, Dr. Picard and do patients do do patients and partners do they call you Dr. Medi? Is that is that how you're typically referred to? I've heard both. Dr. Picard, but my first name is Medi. Yeah. Okay. All right, Dr. Picard. So you're the founder of Brias Technologies, and I know that you have a very multifaceted and impressive background as a practicing orthodontist graduating from UCLA School of Dentistry, but you also hold a master's degree in quantum mechanics and condensed matter from the University of Illinois and a PhD in biomechanics from Johns Hopkins. So that's a, a really impressive and a very multifaceted background that you bring to the table. Thank you. Yeah, I, I love physics and uh, I have been kind of a student my whole life. Uh, actually, I graduated like in 2019. So a very long period of my whole life, I have been a student. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, um, it seems like all of that background is becoming very fruitful for you as it relates to developing the technologies under uh, Brius. So I know that Brius is not braces. I know that Brius is not aligners. We hear they're called independent movers from our research. Um, for many of our listeners who may not yet be familiar with Brius, can you talk to us about what exactly it is? Yeah, sure. Um, it's a great question. Um, you know, we had aligners for um, the last 20 years. And before that, we had braces for more than 100 years. And basically, these are the two modalities that we had to move the teeth. Um, right now, we have this option, which I call independent mover. And it's basically and fundamentally different from braces and aligners. Uh, and the reason for that is uh, it has the anchorage base that <clears throat> connects to the teeth through flexible arms. 
and each arm has its special uh, design and its special thickness that applies the right force to move the tooth from its initial to its final position um, with the most uh, efficient way and uh, on a straight line. And, um, you know, if you look at the force pattern that uh, the, uh, is applied uh, to the teeth foment is very different from braces. Sometimes uh, when doctors for the first time they see uh, Brius um, as an independent mover, they might think this is another lingual braces system or it's a braces system. But the fact is that um, the workflow in the clinic is very different. Uh, we'll notice that it's very different from braces. Right now that we have Brius uh, as an independent mover, this is also very different from um, aligners or braces. So it, we kind of have to unlearn what we know about orthodontics right now to learn uh, Brius as the, uh, as the independent mover. What I love about this is that you know, as marketers, we're we're encouraging our clients to move the world because we see the per uh, visit profitability as a key indicator of success of practices. So um, the fewer the visits, obviously, the better. And we know that there's a market out there. Consumers want less visits and and they want less costs as well. But having a high profitability is is key. So, you know, it seems like there aren't a lot of visits that you really have to bring the patient in. When I, when I was, uh, I'm gonna talk way back in the day, now we're talking in the 70s, okay? Uh, you guys weren't born yet. Um, I did lingual. I did lingual and, and I used to schedule 45 minutes for an arch wire change. 45 minutes and my back and my neck would kill me. Um, so this is, uh, this is revolutionary in that respect. So um, anyway, my question to you is, you know, you know um, when, when I first came into the profession, I wanted to be an orthodontist and a rock star. Amy, this is, you may not even know this, Amy, but I wanted to be a rock star. I, I look forward to this story. Okay, but number one, I can't sing, and number two, I really can't play the guitar. <laughs> so I became an orthodontist and a marketer, okay? But you, you're an orthodontist with a PhD in physics. So, you know, I take my hat off to you for that. And I can imagine that um, having your background in physics was instrumental in developing Prius. So I, I'm sure our listeners are curious in terms of how did this come about and, um, you know, what led to the development of Prius? Yeah, of course. Um, uh, so this is a great question uh, because sometimes when I go to lectures and I talk about the uh, Prius, always I get this question, how it started, who I am. So. Um, you know, I'm originally from Iran and I did uh, my uh, education in dentistry and orthodontics in Iran. I did my residency in orthodontics in Iran too. Um, but uh, during my residency, I came up with this idea of uh, Brius and independent movers. And then because I love physics, as you said, Leon, um, you know, physics is a big part of it. And always I, I, I enjoyed physics. I enjoyed quantum mechanics and relativity. Um, I decided to go to the U.S. and um, 
start my PhD in physics. So I started my PhD in uh, quantum mechanics and condensed matter at University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. And during my PhD, I could not stop thinking about the idea of Brias. Although I had uh, that idea from Iran and I had wrote, written a proposal about uh, Brias back then, but um, you know it's really hard to manufacture or do something that is uh, at the edge of technology in Iran. So when I came to the US and I was doing my PhD, I started like thinking about it and then I transferred to Johns Hopkins to complete my PhD and I focused on biomechanics. And um, it was back then when I seriously started working on um, Brius. Um, and um, because I didn't have a license to practice in the US, um, I um, decided to do a second round of residency. And then I got into UCLA residency program. And uh, during the residency, which is, as you know, like residency is already a full-time job. Uh, I was uh, doing uh, Brias too, and I was uh, working on designing the Brias for the patients. And uh, as you said, Leon, uh, there, it's all about physics. Uh, Brias independent movers is all about physics. It's a combination of biomechanics and physics and um, uh, digital orthodontics. Um, so, uh, you know, the first uh, patients, when I had to design them, it took me more than 200 uh, hours to design uh, the Brias for them, upper jaw and lower jaw. So it, was, it took me a long time. I had to do a lot of computational analysis. Um, I had to do a lot of um, designing and I had to change the design. Uh, but uh, luckily right now, uh, it's much easier, you know, when um, you um, approve the uh, virtual treatment plan on uh, our software, which we call Brias Planner. In a few minutes, uh, the Brias is being designed. And uh, right now it's very fast. Uh, you know, our lead time is uh, about three days. You know, after you approve the case, three days later, um, you know, on average, uh, it will be shipped to you. Uh, Brias and the digital bonding tray will be shipped to you. And, um, you know, if you look at Brias, if you hold it in your hand, you know, it looks very simple, um, but uh, it is very, there is a lot of complexity in it, although it looks very simple. Um, um, you know, I explained um, independent movers a little bit, but maybe I can talk about it a little bit more. You know, it's made of nitai and um, each tooth has its specific uh, arm. And you know, I was doing some statistical analysis. If even we have 10 million patients, none of these two arms are gonna be exactly the same. They might look very similar, but they're not gonna be exactly the same. Uh, the design is gonna be different. The thickness of the arm is gonna be different. And uh, this thickness and design is gonna be determined based on how the tooth should move from its initial to its final position um, with the most efficient way. And um, the interesting thing is that um, we are like um, considering uh, different things for that. Uh, um, you know, one of the things that um, during my residency in Iran, I was kind of uh, surprised that why we are not considering, for example, age um, when we are doing traditional braces. You know, we never say this power chain is for 12 year old or this power chain is for teenagers and the other power chain is for I don't know, seven-year-old. We, we never say that, or we don't consider ethnicities. You know, like um, 
different ethnicities, they have different force patterns um, or different genders. They have different force patterns that um, are the optimal force for them to move the teeth. Uh, we never say, for example, this arch wire is for Hispanics. We never say that. But um, right now we are um, in the era of um, digital orthodontics and we can consider all of these things. Um, and, you know, again, as you said, um, Amy mentioned that it's a completely different way of moving teeth. And uh, this is the challenge when something is new, always you know, there are questions and there's misunderstandings. Um, you know, there were like more than 20 years ago when aligners came, you know, everybody was thinking, okay, plastics will not move the teeth. But right now we have this new modality. Uh, this is completely different from braces. And we have some marketing challenge that people still think, oh, this is braces. Um, even sometimes um, when, you know, the new doctors that they, they're not completely familiar, they don't have a deep knowledge of independent movers. Sometimes they call it a wire. They say, okay, when are you going to ship the wire to us? But, uh, you know, it's not a wire. You know, if you look at it, uh, you know, I, it looks more like a tiara to me. Um, and, you know, that's the misunderstanding that, you know, we have to change it. Uh, or sometimes they ask me, is it an 018 system or 022 system? Uh, you know, that's another question that the answer to that question is that the question is wrong. It's like, for example, you say this aligner is 018 or 022. It's none of those. Uh, it's aligner. It's completely different. And Brius is the same way. Brius mm -hmm. is not 018 or 022. You just need those handles on the teeth. And those arms go, grab the handle, and move the tooth from its initial to its final position, independent of other teeth, without doing round tripping. There's a really good uh, visualization on the website, if Brius.com, um, that, that shows exactly how that works. I found that really informative just to see uh, very simply how the technology works in practice. I just want to ask, you know, as there are misconceptions and misunderstandings and, and um, comparisons to traditional braces, I feel like that at some point goes away when Brias is um, very clearly aligned with its main benefit. And it seems to me that efficiency is that main benefit. Um, can you talk a little bit about how much efficiency can be gained using Brius over a traditional uh, braces and wires? Of course, of course. So, um, you know, we can discuss this for like two, three days. You know, it's like somebody 20 something years ago talks about aligners. You know, this efficiency uh, comes from the fact that um, things are autonomous. You know, after the doctor approves the case, uh, all the biomechanics is going to be into one Brius. You know, in, with traditional braces, we have to step up the arch wire. We start from a flexible arch wire and we step it up. We go to a heavier and heavier arch wires because one tooth needs a flexible arch, uh, arch. The other one needs a more rigid arch. And then, you know, always we have to start from flexible. But imagine at the very beginning, you have different arms and each arm can be flexible or rigid. And that saves a lot of time uh, in combination with the fact that we are moving all the teeth simultaneously. You know, sometimes in traditional bases, Amy, we move just a group of teeth. For example, we, we have an extraction, let's say 
we retract the canines, and then we just move two teeth, and then we move the incisors. Uh, so we are moving the teeth in groups, and that's why the treatment time might be a little bit longer. But what I see in my uh, patients with Brias is that uh, because all the teeth are moving simultaneously and there is no round tripping, uh, that will really help with uh, that efficiency of tooth movement. Um, and the other thing is that you know you don't need to do any adjustments. Um, um, Leon talked about like uh, financial aspects of that that you know we don't have to see the patient or we can remotely just check everything. Um, so that that is a huge advantage. But you know, actually, I personally, because I have to, I give a lot of lectures. You know, I see the patients every month to take photos. But uh, you know, our uh, doctors who are using our uh, Brius, like more than forty percent, fifty percent in in their practice, they completely see that the profit per visit, and not only like the efficiency for the treatment, the profit per visit uh, is in, uh, uh, dramatically increased. Or sometimes when I talk to the assistants, I say, you bond that bracket and you engage that arm. It's like an investment for the next visits if you compare it to traditional basis. You know, in traditional basis, mm -hmm. next visit, like in eight weeks or six weeks, you have to change the wire and you have to put the new wire. You have to remove the O-rings, put the wire, put the new O-rings, or like if it's a self-ligating uh, bracket, you have to close the bracket. But right now, you just put the arm there and then what I tell our doctors is that you let it cook. You just wait. And then, you know, the teeth move from their initial to their final position. And um, all we need to do is observing. Although we as orthodontists definitely, you know, sometimes we need some auxiliary movements like rubber bands or, and this is another advantage for Brius. You know, any, uh, we talked about efficiency. With a traditional basis, to we cannot tell the patient to wear heavy rubber bands from day one because we have to step up the arch wires and we make the arch wire heavy enough to tell the patient now wear uh, rubber bands. For example, your class two. Um, you know, usually when we get to that point, uh, the patient is kind of not compliant anymore. The, the teeth are straight and the patient doesn't care about class two anymore. So with Brius, what we can do is that we can tell the patient to wear heavy rubber bands from day one. And we can put like buttons on the buckle surface and we tell the patient to wear those um, rubber bands from day one. And that shortens the treatment time dr dramatically. While we are aligning the teeth, we are also fixing the bites. So we are kind of combining things together to make the treatment more efficient. So that's like the biomechanics aspects of it. And also we discussed the financial aspects of it and how that is efficient uh, financially for the doctor, for the patient and, um, you know, for, for basically everybody. That's great. Are you, are you collecting data on that? Do you have any numbers in terms of how much faster treatment could possibly be on average, even loosely? Yeah, definitely. So uh, we are we are working on that. We are doing a lot of researches. Actually, there are some uh, different um, uh, residency programs. They are working on that uh, to show the uh, treatment time. You know, the research that I did like a while ago was just I was showing before and after um, cases to orthodontists. Uh, you know, that was like two years ago, maybe. And then um, I asked them with <clears throat> traditional basis how long it should take to go from before to after. Mm -hmm. 
and then they gave me numbers and um you know i compared it to what we did with brius um, and that was dramatically different so uh, but you know this is a this is a preliminary data you know i don't want to like uh, claim anything but you know just um, i can say just from a clinician perspective um, when i'm in the clinic i don't want to say like the treatment is going to be shorter because you know we need evidence-based research somebody who is independent should do some research that uh, we can uh, claim such a thing but you know i see it in uh, my um, at least the efficiency of treatment in uh, my patients uh, um, and the other factor is that actually leon we talked about um, like misunderstandings you know like um, when we say brias they say oh lingual braces this is for adults um, this should be expensive you know my neck is gonna be hurting you know like but you know the, the reality is that this is for teenagers Brias is for teenagers you know like uh, 75 percent 80 percent of uh, the market is teenagers and when we reduce the number of visits which should be uh, definitely um, should like do some research on this and we because these are just my observations and you know these are we need like more uh, strong uh, evidence for that with like peer-reviewed research that will be published when we reduce the number of visits it's not just for the patient because for a teenager we are dealing with a mom usually mm -hmm. you don't want to be sexist but you know usually moms help with the kids and mm -hmm. you know they decide about their treatment and sometimes that uh, but uh, you know we are saving time not only for the kid that doesn't have to skip classes we are saving the time for the mom or the parent uh, that you know they don't have to take hours off and also if we consider like the our front desk that they don't have to schedule more visits yeah. our assistants yeah. that they don't have to like deal with the changing the wire or you know what i noticed with aligners is that a lot of our time when we see the patient we are talking to them about compliance we are telling them that you know, Johnny, you really need to wear your liners. If you put it on the shelves, it will not work. So we have to talk about these things. Uh, but with Brias, you know, I feel like I have time to talk to the mom, to communicate to the mom. And that's what I noticed. I'm treating a kid. And then after a while, maybe because I can connect to the mom, the mom requests that wants to get Brias, uh, an orthodontic treatment. So that's something that I have seen many times. And it's very interesting to me. So, so yeah. Mehdi, um, uh, you know, part of the tradition of uh, our uh, webcast is we have one of our listeners call in and ask a question. So if it's okay with you, let's play the question and, and we'll have you feel the answer. Of course, let's do that. Hey, Dr. Klempner, Dr. Mehdi, it's great to be on the show. Thank you for this opportunity. This is Dr. Drew Chase, owner and founder of Arch Orthodontics in the Boston area, out onto Cape Cod. As a longtime user of Brius, I want to say thank you. I think the technology is incredible. And my question for you is, what can we look forward to in the next six months to a year as far as advances in the technology? Thanks so much. Okay, that's a... Great question. Uh, yeah, I was a little bit surprised uh, about this question, but that's a great question. Let me uh, tell you about um, the future. So in the near future, uh, 
um, people have um, custom brackets. So, uh, so far, we have been using um, 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 normal brackets that we bought off the shelf, and they were the same for all the teeth. You know, Amy, we talked about like uh, the fact that these brackets are not 018 or 022. You know, it can be just a handle on the tooth that the arm goes and grabs it. Uh, they were the same on all the teeth, from the molar to the incisors, for upper arch, lower arch. But right now, we're going to have those brackets that are fully customized. They are going to be uh, fully customized, the base of them, and you know that will help with the debond rates. You know the debond rates definitely will decrease, and also you know the use of brace is going to be much easier. So that's the uh, short term. And uh, the answer that I have for the long term, we have um, the idea of um, AI, artificial intelligence. Now, I was talking to one of the executives of uh, the biggest um, orthodontic um, aligner company, and we were talking about the noise that we have in uh, the data that we get for aligners. You know, when even you have like 11 million patients, the noise that you have that you know you don't know how how many minutes or hours each patient was wearing the aligners. You don't know that patient was wearing the aligners zero minutes a day or 22 hours a day you you don't know and you don't know based on that you don't know how much force you were applying to the tooth so your data becomes so noisy but if you compare it with uh, our system uh, uh, brius which is an independent mover there is no friction and we know how much force we are applying to the system from the very beginning of the treatment to the end of the treatment uh, that that data becomes so valuable, I would say maybe equivalent of 10 million with aligners, 10 million patients with aligners, maybe equivalent of it is like uh, 30, 40, 50,000 patients with uh, independent movers. That is the equivalent that we can extract the data for it. And, you know, I, I um, the concept that I have, I call it force moment enhancement. And, you know, this is a concept that basically didn't exist. You know, I had to make up names. You know, I have to sometimes make up names like Brius or like this is a fourth moment enhancement. So a fourth moment enhancement means that it looks at when the refinement is submitted, we look at how the teeth moved. And uh, we, we look at the ethnicity of the patient. We look at the age of the patient. We look at the gender of the patient. We look at it was upper arch or lower arch. And we look at the uh, length of the roots. Because you know we uh, encourage our doctors to do to submit CBCT to us. So if they submit CBCT, we know how how long the roots are, and based on that data, we know how to adjust the force and moment, which is which I call it force and moment enhancement. So the software learns very quickly how these uh, uh, force and moment should be adjusted for each patient. And uh, this is the beauty that we have with independent movers, that even if we have a digital braces system, uh, you cannot, you cannot uh, do that AI, because with traditional braces system, uh, you, have, um, you have friction. And because of the friction, you're, you don't know your slots. You don't know it's the slot is too big or too slot uh, too small, and because of that, you don't know your friction. If the slot is smaller, because of the tolerance in the manufacturing of braces, or when you put a power chain, you don't know the patient is drinking a lot of tea, and that power chain decays, the force decays very fast. Or you you don't know all those things, so you don't know how much force you are applying with traditional braces to the patient. Even if you have a, fric a frictionless system, that is still braces. 
you know, at the beginning of the treatment, because the teeth are not moving, um, at the beginning of the treatment, you know how much force you are applying to each tooth. But after two weeks, uh, teeth um, do not, uh, you know, because teeth move and you don't know what, which tooth moves faster than the other, um, you don't know how much force you are applying to that system. In the braces system, that is frictionless. So system that you know how much force you are applying is frictionless systems that are independent movers. And that is the strongest way to extract the data and improve the force and moment for the future patients. We look forward to following Brias. It sounds like there's a lot of interesting uh, developments that will come uh, down the line. In the meantime, it's a really interesting technology that uh, our, our clients have been interested in. So we're happy to have these explanations from you. So thank you so much for being here today. We um, would like to give you the opportunity to um, mention how our listeners can reach you if they're interested in Brias technologies. Uh, what's the best way? Of course, yeah. Again, I, I really appreciate uh, the invite. Um, I really enjoy your uh, podcast and uh, it was a pleasure uh, to be with you on this podcast and uh, chat with you. Um, and uh, the best way to uh, contact me, one way is to go to brias.com and there are contact forms. You can, um, you know, request uh, for data and, you know, our uh, supportive sales team will reach out to you. Uh, the other way is uh, you can follow me on my uh, Instagram. My Instagram is at Dr. Pekar, uh, D-R-P-E-I-K-A-R, uh, or on the Facebook, I have a page, um, and that is um, slash Dr. Pekar. You can Facebook slash Dr. Pekar. And you can, uh, if you, you want to com uh, communicate with me and contact me, or you have any questions, feel free to uh, contact me through uh, my social media. Perfect. Well, thank you again. We appreciate it. We will certainly have you back. You can subscribe or download other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and now YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts and videocast. And if you enjoyed this episode, we'd appreciate it if you told a colleague about it. For more information about people in practice, you can sign up for our free marketing newsletter on our website at pplpractice.com. And if you'd like to reach me, shoot me an email at leon at pplpractice.com. The world is moving digitally. The orthodontic profession needs to do the same. Uh, you hear me speak about this all the time. It's never been a better time to be an orthodontist. We are in the golden age, but only if you take advantage of it. So until next time, bye for now. Thank you for joining us on the Survival Guide for Orthodontists, where we help your practice grow within a massively disrupted industry. Subscribe to this podcast and connect with us on social media. Find us online at thesurvivalguidefororthodontists.com.